And welcome to another edition of Talking Ball with the Czar. I'm Emery Hunt, the Czar of the Playbook. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. Also, check out and subscribe to our podcast series on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. Today, we're talking with New York Jets linebacker Micah Alway, uh, formerly of the BC Lions. So we cover all bases here. Micah, I appreciate you taking time. No, thank you. Now, you recently signed with the Jets, uh, you know, a day after the BC Lions granted your release from, from their uh, franchise to go and pursue NFL opportunities. How did that whole process come about to where you're, you're in Vancouver and then, boom, now you're in Florham Park? And I, uh, you know, <laughs> never thought I'd be in Canada or New York. I mean, you know, ironically, though, uh, you know, I got a my, – my family got a lottery visa to come to America when I was three. And New York was the first place we landed at. But ever since then, I've been in Texas my whole life. So never knew I'd be back in New York, especially from being in British Columbia, all the way on the West Coast. Yeah, it's a unique spot, man. It's one of the more beautiful places to, to travel. Um, but the CFL itself is is pretty unique. You, your only season up there, uh, you perform well. You, you know, 54 tackles. Um, is there a lot of crossover? Because I think, from let's say from outside looking in, is there a lot of crossover from playing in the Big 12 to playing in the CFL <laughs> at your position? Uh, yeah, yes. Yes, <laughs> there's 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 a whole lot of crossover. The only thing I would say that wasn't crossover is how big the field is. But um, thank God I came from the Big 12 and not the Big 10 or SEC because that'd be tough. I mean, it's it's already a passing league having three downs can't run the you're not going to run the ball both downs you're going to pass most likely both downs so got that check mark off the big 12 and then just the speed i mean you got slot receivers you know 15 yard head start going full speed your pass coverage has to be not even well very good so that's a check off the big 12 so i feel like the big 12 really prepared me for you know cfl ball and just you know the the new era of football which is speed now that's that's so true because when you look at it, it's like man, it, it kind of resembles what we see every Saturday down in the Big Twelve, especially with Texas Tech and oh, the way yeah. you guys aired out. And for some reason, you you guys' field looks bigger than everybody else's field anyway. <laughs> so I don't know how y'all oh, able yeah. to do that. But how long it took you to get adjusted to playing backer up there? I mean, um, honestly, it was just just a matter of you know learning. You know, you're, you're playing with twelve guys instead of eleven, so. That that's probably just you know learning the playbook and there's different there's there's different ways to play linebacker up there different ways to play special teams but you know all in all it's still football and if anything I always tell people I got better going to CFL I mean when you put a one yard on the line of scrimmage your pass rush has to be that much better because the O line has an extra yard to sit back and wait for you um, same thing for playing linebacker you know making TFLs you can make a TFL in the CFL. <laughs> you can definitely make a TFL and NFL is the way I look at it. And um, just with how big the field is, I mean, you, you really, your pass coverage has to be not only better in the short term, but you have to keep, you have to be cutting, keep covering because <laughs> it's a huge field. You, you cover him for the first second, but the extra second, there's still 15 yards on the left side of you. So you got to keep, you know, keep covering. So it made me better as a football player. That's a great point because you know you're dealing with a lot more athleticism at the quarterback position up there. Guys are, are willing to move around and keep the play alive. You have to cover this entire field. But I always notice something about your game, though, dude. I think you're one of the throwback type of backers where you're the kind of backer that I hated to play against because 
you didn't move. And that means at some <laughs> point I was going to have to have a physical discussion with you in the hole. Um, so I think you're one of those throwback guys that really put enforces your will in the running game and transitioning back to the NFL game. When, when we say throwback style, we talk about guys that can really hit, you know, not not <laughs> those peekaboo linebackers. Why do you feel as though that kind of style has gone away? Uh, I mean, if you look at my history, I got I got fined several times in the CFO. <laughs> um, I'm not going to speak too much upon that, but um, it's, you know, I find it ironic because Canada's main sport, to be honest, is hockey. And if you see the way they hit over there, I'm not, I don't, I'm surprised that, you know, some people don't like the way I hit because it's, to me, it was all legal and just me playing football. That's, that's all I was trying to do, you know, play football, hit hard. You know, I see a running back in a hole. I'm not backing down. I'm going to run through. So uh, to me, you know, safety is a really big part of, you know, just football in general and everybody out there. Cause you know, we're all part of like the same, you know, fraternity. So I don't want to hurt any anyone on my team or anyone on the other team. But when it comes down to it, you know, I'm coming full speed. I always play full speed. There's there's really no way around that. So I don't I really don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny because you were the guy that that warmed uh, Carson Wentz's ribs up in that preseason game, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, having yeah. that physical discussion coming off the edge and you were in camp with the Bucks then. So what did you learn from that experience that kind of helps you? you know, take advantage of this second time around in the league to really fully uh, grasp this opportunity? You know, just being with the Tampa Bay, you know, that, that was a blessing. You know, I got signed coming in as a rookie minicamp invite. So, uh, <laughs> you know, wow. my signing bonus was uh, <laughs> not not that much. And, you know, they weren't even expecting to sign me. There was 90 other rookies there and somehow I made it off a rookie minicamp. So that's when I realized, you know, the NFL stuff is not for everybody and you really have to not just be good, you know, a person in my position like me, you have to be that much better. And um, that's why I come in in the second, you know, the second round time around, you know, I feel like the CFL really, you know, that's another year of professional football that I had to go through with all the ins and outs of that. And then now coming in my second time in NFL, you know, I got nothing to lose. And that's one thing in my game that I've always tried to improve on is, you know, making the big plays, you know, guys like Eric Hendricks from the Vikings, you know, I looked at his stats, his senior year, six picks. I mean, that <laughs> that's a lot for a DB in their whole career. So for me, that's, you know, that's where I want to be, you know, because, you know, that's what that's what owners and coaches want to see. They want to have a player that will change the game, you know, a pick six, you know, force fumble. That's why guys like Deion Jones, Deion Buchanan, all these other linebackers, you know, pro bowlers every year because, they are game changers. That's what it's all about, dude. It's all, it's, you know, it's all about can you score or can you take the ball away? And I like how you keep going back to your experience in the CFL because a lot of people will look at it as a downgrade, but you looked at it as an, a learning opportunity to get better and to round out your game. Did you feel as though coming out of Texas Tech, um, that was an area of your, your game uh, that was probably a little bit raw? Yeah, I mean, I – that's one thing I always looked at, you know, when you, when you're, you know, getting drafted, you look at, you know, the total amount of uh, tackles you have, you, you look at other people's stats and I'm looking like, man, I got 127 total tackles. That's top 10 in nation, 76 solo. That's top 10 in nation. Like why, why am I not getting drafted this and that? And then I realized, well, you know, where, where are my picks? Where are my forced fumbles? You know, I need more of those and going to the CFO. I mean, 
that's something, you know, I just posted a video on my Instagram and Twitter. of You know, I made a forced fumble on kickoff because that's what I was doing at first with special teams. So it's like, you know, that's what people see the value in is when you start making, you know, forced fumbles and all that. So that raw talent in my mindset for going for picks instead of big hits, that's what needs to change. You know, I need to know when, all right, this is a pick versus I'm going to settle for a big hit. That's a good point. It's all about situational when you decide to uh, knock that running back out or, or pick the ball off. You see a lot of times safeties make that uh, decision too, you know, when, okay, this is a clear interception, but they choose to go for the tackle, the big hit, and now nah, I need you to get that turnover. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I need yeah. that ball back. And, and so that's a that's a good point. When you look at the Jets, you know, what is it about New York? Ty Bowles, uh, Casey Rogers, two great defensive minds that, that make this opportunity an ideal one for you. For me, I mean, the, I've been talking about this for a long time to myself, but they're old school coaches. They're all about, I, I feel like they're all about productivity. You know, like, doesn't matter where you're drafted, where you weren't drafted, who's going to get the job done. And with the moves they're making this offseason and going to the draft, it, it's all about competition is the way I see it. And, um, you know, it's either either I win or I don't. And as long as, as, long as it's up to production, you know, I'll take my chances and do what I can do. They say the eye in the sky doesn't lie, man. And and one thing I yep. like about this opportunity for you uh, is that they tend to play the best guy. So if you're out there producing, uh, matter of fact, I want to say this was last year. It was an undrafted free agent that actually made a team and and had an impact. So you you got a great chance here with the Jets, two great defensive minds. And like you said, they're they're old school guys, and they they want you to make plays. When you look at the linebacker position, I feel like a lot of times uh, you guys are suffering from the same fate as the running back position. Like people love to talk about the running back position and, oh, it's being devalued. Oh, don't take a running back, you know, high in the draft, take a guard. Like all that kind of nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like you guys are dealing with the same thing. Everyone wants pass rushers and cornerbacks. And the second level is getting forgotten about unless you could rush the passer. But when you break down the linebacker position, if you were the scout, putting your scouting hat on, what are you looking for at, at that spot? It's like I said earlier, if you if you know if you keep everything constant with what you just said of them devaluing the linebacker position, that means that if you can get someone at the second level that can get you a pick a game, you would choose that. It's just like a pass rusher. You know, I talked to I'm helping train um Johnny Daniels, which is he's a defensive end. They played at Purdue. I told them that, you know, these scouts, when they see a pass rusher like you, all they care about, if you can get a sack a game, that's 16 sacks for the whole season. That's, that's a lot of sacks. Pro. That's pro. That's all pro. So for a linebacker, a force fumble game or a pick, some kind of game-changing ability, that's when you get – that's when your defense really turns the second level because, you know, you won't need – you won't need a DB or a DN if your linebacker is tackling everything and picking off things and force fumbling because when you can't run the ball up the middle – or to the sides, that that narrows your game plan as an offensive coordinator to doing only certain things. And you got to have those those game changers at, at every level. Actually, you know, like yep. people forget that. You know what I'm saying? And when when you look at your position, I feel like linebackers have to. You, you guys are, are a different breed. You know, you guys carry a different mentality out there on the field. It shows true passion. What is it about the game that you love the most? <laughs> about the game is just being able to, you know, have control and everything. I mean, being a middle linebacker, 
you're in the centerpiece of every aspect of defense. You you are the quarterback of the defense. And, you know, and you know, the way I look at it is when you run the ball, you can't run to my side. And if you run away from me, I'll go down there and fetch you from the opposite side. So I'm in full control. And now, you know, when it comes to the pass game, my whole side is locked up and that it's just like a, having a lockdown DB. You have a whole, you know, zone or you have a really good, you know, coverage linebacker. You know, if I'm good at covering a running back, you can't throw it at a running back. That decreases your options. So those are the things I like about linebackers, just your full control of everything that can happen on defensive snap. One thing football taught me was was how to prepare and and the importance of preparation. I remember one time, you know, you break the huddle, you see a certain set, and as a running back, you're like, all right, this about to, this about to be a house call. And then all of a sudden, they hit a backer say, oh, watch the trap. I'm like, man, damn. Like, how, the <laughs> hell, how the hell he knew that? You know, I didn't prepare for him to prepare for my preparation, if you know if you know what I mean. But what yeah. is it about the game that, that you would say is the biggest lesson you've learned from football? Man, just it's it's two things. The first thing is I think from a linebacker position, this is this is gonna be weird to say, but I think you can learn instincts from the linebacker position by watching others. Mm-hmm. And the second thing would be <laughs> predicting the play. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you know what the play is, linebacker is the easiest position out there. Especially since you can bait running backs into going to the hole you want. You can bait quarterbacks into throwing to the area you want them to. So, you know, just that play recognition is number one. If I know the guard, if I know they're going to pull the guard, do a power to the right side, and I can see this guard leaning back, I'm running straight downhill for a TFL. The guard (laughs) would never see you. You know, so, and I do that. I mean, if you watch my film, I do that a lot. So now what I'm trying to do, my next my next step in my, you know, gameplay is to do that for the pass game to where I start baiting the quarterback to where I want him to throw it to get the picks. It's interesting because you're right about linemen because some guys tend to lean which way they go. Um, mm-hmm. You always see it with receivers. You can tell which one about to get the ball. As soon as he breaks the huddle, he sprints to the line and line up. He the first one lined up. He's like, oh, he about to get the ball. So, yeah. <laughs> but you you talked about learning instincts. I think a lot of people say that's an area you either have it or you don't. But how do you learn instincts? Is that is that something that comes from just constant repetition and playing experience? I mean, you know, I'm Nigerian, so my first sport was soccer. So you knew I knew nothing about football, right? So all I had was to, you know, there was a guy named David Cato that played in my high school. And, you know, once I was in middle school and watching him play in high school, I was just like, man, he was 5'10", 185. So <laughs> he, he's around, you know, he was a smaller linebacker, yet the way he played football was so tenacious and fast and, you know, all that. I could tell he had natural instincts. And me at the time, I looked at my highlight film, I'm like, I don't got what he has. <laughs> so, I mean, all I do, all I did was just watch his, watch this highlight over and over and over and over again. Then I started realizing the angles he was taking and just feeling it out. I feel like there's something to do with watching film that helps you to gain those instincts. So that that's how I did it. I don't know if anyone else can relate to that. But for me, that's how I, I got some of my instincts was just by straight up watching. When I watch a linebacker do what he does, when I watch a football player on special teams, you got to have instincts on special teams. It's really learning and then applying that is all that is to me. So 
You know what? I'm glad you explained it that way. That's why I asked the question because I totally agree with you because before we even know what our skills are as kids, as, as teenagers, we're watching so much football. We, you know, I grew up watching the whole NFL films and, you know, you're watching stuff in slow motion, you're watching them, the the complete passes and how receivers are catching the ball and how running backs are seeing the cutback lane. And and you're in, in your mind, before you even know you have the athleticism to make that happen, um, you're watching how they did it. And then you go out there, whether it's uh, organized or unorganized, you go out there and try to mimic it. And then mm-hmm. you find yourself, okay, my skill set's this. See, okay, I, I don't have what Barry Sanders have, but I do have what Emmitt Smith may have, so I can mm-hmm. try to fit in that in that uh, uh, area. So you're absolutely right. You can learn instincts. You can learn a lot by just watching. And I think when a lot of people say that, that's probably coming from an area of uh, non-practical experience, which you see a lot uh, out here nowadays. But I, I'm glad you explained that eloquently and and thoroughly because you definitely can learn instincts and you can continue to learn instincts as you get older because you're seeing guys reinvent themselves aren't you yep and that's that's the biggest part of it you know just taking what the coach tells you and then taking what you've been learning your whole year like nobody the one thing i have advantage i have over most nfl players is that they've never been in the cfl so that that rangingness that that suddenness you you can't teach it you know it's kind of like you know, I heard those baseball players that come from, you know, Puerto Rico and Cuba, they don't have real baseball bats over there, or real baseball. So you, they used to hit with sticks, some pinto, be- like, you know, pinto beans. Right. Now they go to the big leagues, you got this big old ball, <laughs> this big old bat. They're so good in people are like, man, how they get so good? Because they were, <laughs> they were training when they were little. They thought it was just baseball, regular baseball, but they were training with, you know, little beans. So it's way easier. It comes naturally to you. So, you know, playing the CFL, that's what came natural to me. Playing the Big 12, that's what came naturally to me. Playing with speed and all that, and that's what the, you know, it works. And that's why the NFL is transitioning into that. It's going to be fun to watch you get out there and compete because you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You got all that speed and all that athleticism playing up in Canada, playing the Big 12. Now you're about to get in a situation where the field shrinks. So your sudden is going to pick up. Your instinct's yep. going to pick up. Your playmaking ability is going to pick up, and I definitely believe you have a chance to, to come out here and make a significant impact on this defense throughout the course of the, the preseason and into the regular season. Um, you know what, Micah? This this been fun, dude. Where can people continue to follow you on this journey as you uh, make your trek back to the NFL? Let's social media. I mean, uh, YouTube, you just search my name. I got a YouTube channel. Um, on my Instagram, it's Alway, A-W-E. And then the N, and then Chardonnay, C-H-A-R-D-O-N-N-A-Y. That's my Twitter handle. And then my hash on uh, my uh, Instagram handle is hashtag always, spell it out, H-A-S-H-T-A-G-A-W-E. That's my Instagram. Uh, so all, all most of the social media stuff, you can just find me on that. You're the first person I've talked to that actually said they have a YouTube channel, man. I'm impressed. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm not waiting for this at my MySpace. You know, my college club <laughs> account. Like I'm waiting for you to keep going. But having a YouTube page is interesting. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, Micah, Appreciate listen, it. we'll be covering you throughout the course of the preseason and watching your progress. And we definitely wish you the best of luck moving forward. Man, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Man. 